memory for you. I, I'm so happy. Thank you. Tyler. Okay. <coughs> Tyler, you're hello, with Casey. Hello, hello. How's it going? Oh my God! <laughs> I feel like all the oh. other people feel when they meet you. I'm so grateful. Um, That's so sweet. <laughs> Where are you? You're good. Oh, I'm doing great. I'm good. Happy to be talking to you bright and early this morning. I've got my coffee in hand, and I'm excited to chat. <laughs> Wonderful. I have some questions. Can I just fire away? Let's do it. Let's fire away. Why did the deceased give you death details more than they give you life details? Why don't they come through with, hi, it's Bob and I loved golf? Why did they talk about how well, they died? Well, I think because oftentimes death is a big part of what causes people to die. <laughs> I know that might seem like a weird statement, but it, it's the truth. And so as a result of that, that being the catalyst that acts as a transition from this realm to the next, it's often one of the first identifying factors that comes through. It's a way of substantiating the connection with the person that's passed by often connecting to details about what led up to their kind of physical transition. Um, they, on the other side, acknowledge birth, death, as all kind of being um, along the same lines in, in obvious different, obviously different ways, but kind of similar mechanisms. So um, oftentimes, you know, they'll refer to birth, how they pass, um, the life details certainly come through, but I think it's uh, in part just because that's what gets them where they're at, how yeah. they pass. Now, we love you and we want you around always, but why do the people on the other side need you? Why can't they just uh, reach out to their loved ones on their own? I think they do, and I think a lot of people's stories of validation, dream visitations, um, uncanny coincidences, synchronicities, those are all testaments to the fact that uh, there is still some connection to loved ones. And Some people feel that with those who passed, others don't, but if anything, I think I act more as a catalyst for an awareness of those things. You know, when I leave people, not only do I leave them with a reading, but my goal is to leave them with a different framework of viewing life and viewing grief through. And so after I meet with somebody, my goal is to kind of leave them with, with a, a different way of thinking that will allow them to kind of be their own medium to some extent. Um, but I certainly believe they do visit. They come through in dreams uh, when we're in more subconscious states. And from what I've gleaned from my own work, uh, my process is very much rooted in the subconscious, and something about me is a bit different uh, in that I can navigate those kind of realms a little bit more easily. Right. Uh, Jesus, Einstein, Gandhi, what about these spirits? Do you ever hear from them? I don't hear from them, but I will say that I view in my work as religion as basically a, a means of connection with a higher power, one that is cultural. And depending on where you are born in this world, uh, that often will inform a lot of your religious beliefs. Um, if I'm born in one place in the world versus another, I'm more likely to culturally be taught one way of thinking. And so I, I think of religion as really kind of a cultural language that we have with God, um, whereas spirituality is more of a purely internal process, something that is implicitly private, something that really is our direct link to a higher power. But uh, that's what I would say the distinguishment between spirituality and religion is. Right. But what could you say, like, I want to... I wanna talk to Einstein or someone like that? Could you? Can you reach out to specific people? I have no control over who comes through. So uh. I have learned in my work that, for example, if I have a grandchild of Albert Einstein, um, then I might be able to connect to Albert Einstein. But gotcha. you know, just with intention alone, no, I, I have no means of forcing anybody to come through. And if anything, um, you know, when we talk about why somebody does or doesn't come through, I, I really think of people as being haunted more than places. So... 
think of it that way, as it's kind of more us as, that are the anchors to gotcha. our loved ones gotcha. um, versus the physicality of the world around us. What is happening on the other side? Do people continue to grow or age or just uh, have spiritual growth? So to be clear, I don't claim to have all the answers, and I, I certainly know very little in the grand scheme. But what I will say is the common denominator from the thousands of readings I've done, I've really came to glean that something about the afterlife process is experiential. It's based off of consciousness. Uh, it doesn't seem to reflect a physical place. Um, and it seems to be very much rooted in introspection. So every soul that comes through acknowledges that they have gone through a process. And this process seems to be kind of akin to what we would call a life review. And so that life review allows people to get an understanding of the ripple effect of how every action and inaction affected the greater collective. And when we get that perspective, when we see things through that lens, I think it allows people to have a much more open-minded perspective. Um, it's, it's, it's a way of them kind of understanding in hindsight what was important and what wasn't. And as they find acceptance in that process, I believe they find peace on the other side. We're talking to Tyler Henry. Life After Death is his show streaming now on Netflix. And the reason why I want my husband to rush out of the house to go to hockey on Wednesday, because I need my alone time with Tyler Henry <laughs> and his family. That's um, right. We want to know, Tyler, what's up with all the scribbling? What's going on? And why must you have pen and paper? Scribbling is really my way of turning on and turning off. And scribbling started when I was in high school. I was talking to a girlfriend on the phone and well, we were chatting, and I was doodling on a piece of paper, as you do when you're talking on the phone. And I started finding that as I would put the pen to paper, I just started kind of focusing on my imagination. And I was kind of going into the ADHD land, and I couldn't really concentrate on what my friend was saying. And I started realizing that something was happening, something very real. And so I started implementing this practice and found that for some reason, doodling just acted as the catalyst. It kind of got me into an altered state of mind that was necessary to facilitate a, a more subconscious realm, which is really what I believe my, my ability comes from. So scribbling is just a way of turning on. And what's going on in your head? Do you see pictures? I know you feel things in your body, but do you see pictures too? Yeah, as a clairvoyant, most of my imagery comes through as just that, as imagery that, that's very um, kind of visual in nature. Sometimes it'll come through as like a strong memory that isn't mine. Um, but equally, it can feel oftentimes like having a song stuck in my head. Sometimes I'll even get smells or physical sensations. So I always say my sixth sense kind of uses the other five senses to communicate. Um, it's very subtle. It's not at all like seeing dead people walking around. If that were the case, my job would be insurmountably easier. Um, <laughs> if anything, I've just trained myself to be kind of hyper aware of those subtle changes that go on in my body. Right. So first of all, I, on behalf of all your fans, we would love you even if you weren't a medium. Do you understand that? Like, there's <laughs> something. Oh, so meaningful. I appreciate there's that. really <laughs> something so special about you that even if you didn't speak to spirits, we still just want to hang out with you and your mom. Um, and the other thing I want to say, uh, Tyler Henry, is we. It's very important to us, your fans, that this does not consume you. You know what I mean? Like, thank you. We, sure, we sure. Like, no, I, I definitely have learned a little bit more of a work life balance since the show, and the responses have just been overwhelming. It, you know, to the new Netflix show, I feel so thankful and so, so supported. It's really amazing. 
Yeah, we just like, you know, the burning bush, it was a flame but not consumed. That's what we need from our Tyler Henry. We need you to be happy and healthy Aww. and live a long life and have lots of fun. And um, we are also grateful for the way you have risen, taken our vibration higher and given us a new way to look uh-huh. at life. Uh, you have just a few seconds left. What do you want to say to your fans? Go right ahead. I'm just so thankful for everyone's responses, and I hope that in watching the show, in watching the readings, people are able to really relate to them. And even if you're not getting a one-on-one reading yourself, I've found that in these readings, there's a reason something draws people to watch these experiences. And you might find that you relate to the stories of other people, and through their healing, I hope that you find a sense of healing as well. That's really what it's all about. So thank you for today. I really appreciate it. Thank you, Tyler Henry. I'm going to get off the line and scream really loud now. Yay! All right, have a good day. We'll talk again. Bye.